0: Nine, six, five, four, three, two, one. Now live in the Bank Plus Studio, where college football meets the all lifestyle. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Out
2: of Bounds Show with Bo Bounds, streaming around the world live at the Out of Bounds Radio App
0: and on your radio at ESPN one hundred five point nine. Where
2: are you? The
0: Zone. College football is going to look very, very different. Not that it'll be okay, but it's going to look different. We are the Out of Bounds Show. ESPN 105.9 The Zone, if you're looking to take your home TV watching music and movie experience to another level, you want to do that with Jake Manning and mssmarthomes.com. We have the Sonos system in our living room, kitchen area, whatever it is. And... It's awesome. Ella Hall and Wendy love it. And then out in my man cave, I have it. And it's awesome. So the Sonos sound system, you know, you control everything from your phone. It's smart. MSSmarthomes.com. Go ahead and get that ready before March Madness. Call Jake Manning, MSSmarthomes.com. Also want to let you know that the men's clinic is now open in Brandon. They've had the men's clinic here um, in Madison for over 10 years, helping men, uh, go through the aging process and the manthing.com And if you're low testosterone or whatever the challenges you may have, um, you want to go in, see them and, uh, they'll find a solution. The men's clinic is now open in Brandon and in Madison, the man Thing. Dot com. The man thing.com. Dr. Mike Manning and Dr. Cliff Adams, both running the men's clinic in Madison and in Brandon. All right. Uh, college football is going to look different. Nick Saban, not, he will not run out of the tunnel and he still has that youth and exuberance, but yeah, you know, I mean, 72 years old guy looks great. He's taking care of himself, you know, uh, <laughs> goodness gracious. But Nick Saban will not run out with, he's always got on the uh, stone colored khaki pants, the tennis shoes, Mm -hmm. the Alabama shirt with the A, and uh, never wears a hat, and never wears shades, and he will not run out of the tunnel as the head coach of the Alabama Crimson Tide again. We know that Kalen DeBoer is their new head coach who was at Washington. Uh, Greg Byrne decided to go with Kalen DeBoer. I think it is an excellent hire. Uh, really, really good. And there were some other names that were thrown out. But Byrne never wavered. I mean, that was his number one choice. And that's what he wanted to do. And they'll be, uh Saban is the best program builder and maintainer in the history of college football. Yep. And uh, continue to adapt and pivot throughout the whole process, which is remarkable. And we all want to do that throughout life. Um, but they will be, they have two better play callers. I expect them to be, you know, they were really, they were, uh, that was a good Bama team. Far, far, far from great dominant or elite this year. So... Uh, but impressive that they made it to the college football playoff and then he beat Georgia in the SEC championship game. So kudos to to Saban and, and his staff in their last year. And then Jim, the polarizing Jim Harbaugh is now with the L.A. Chargers. And he did a magnificent job with the Michigan Wolverines. Jason, I don't think people understand that they were in shambles. Mm-hmm. They had no identity. Um, of course, they had been overrated for years. Um, you could question their '97 national championship, but the bottom line is uh, Bo Schimbeckler never won it. Um, you know, then they handed it over to an assistant. He got into a little squabble with an alum one night at a country club or restaurant. Then they handed it over to another Schimbeckler assistant in Lloyd Carr. He won it. If you want to count national, it's pre-BCS, and that was the, actually the year before the BCS started. He split championship in 97 with Nebraska. Yeah, Osborne's last, pretty sure. Then we got into 98. Tennessee won the first BCS national championship. But my point there is, Harbaugh, uh, you know, one of the best, if not best coaches, like teaching, developing fundamentals in college football. Um, What he did to, to bring Michigan a national championship is just, Unbelievable and was suspended for six games last year. And they still won all their games. I'm not, I'm not surprised that they won those games, Jason, except one was extremely difficult against the Ohio state Buckeyes. So that's impressive. Now I know Sharon Moore was the interim coach during that time Mm -hmm. and he's taking over for Jim Harbaugh. I don't expect that to be a good transition in Michigan. I actually expect Kalen DeBoer. He's not going to rip off the national championships that Saban did. Right, right. We're at a different time now. We don't know if the, if the playing field has been leveled, you know, yet with NIL. Um, we haven't had an NIL-driven team go get it yet. We may. Um, you know, Michigan was high school players. Bama was high school players. Uh, Washington did add a quarterback as we all know, in oh, yeah. Michael Penix. Yeah. And um, Texas was driven by by high school players. So we'll see how that looks over the next couple of years. But um, I think Michigan will take a step back. Believe it or not, I think Bama's going to, to get better. Not, not better like rip off three national championships in four years. Like Dynasty better. Right. But you mean... They had been... I don't even feel... This is not what I'm trying to frame up like anti Nick Saban. They just, the last three years were not doing the same things that they were doing because Saban couldn't quite get the play callers in. Mm. I think that's fair. After losing Kirby smart, after losing Sarkeesian um, and after losing who who came in, not Jeremy Pruitt before he went to Tennessee. Who am I thinking about? Did O'Brien come in? Well, yeah, he was on OC. Obviously, he was not Sark or Kiffin. Uh, anyway, out of bounds, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. The Ag Up Equipment text line 601-885-3776. 885-3776. Shoot us a text today. Twitter handle at Bow Bounds. And your Patron Tequila. Jason, do you like Patron Uh do you like super premium tequila? Am I breathing? Yeah, of course. You know who can make a great Paloma? Who's that? With Patron, the Briar Patch in Livingston. Ooh, I know.
1: I love a good Paloma. Yes, it's about it, to it be is Paloma. A
0: beautiful weather. drink, isn't it? Yeah. Golly, I had one at Bravo a couple of weeks ago, and uh, Tabitha was the bartender, and she made a great with. Patron Reposado. It's kind of lighter. It's not the silver. It's the next step up, the Reposado. Love it. It's perfect with the Paloma. Tabitha, does
1: she have glasses? Like shorter hair? Uh I don't think so. I just I worked with the Tabitha when I worked at Babalu. When I um, made the giant step from guacmaster Guac into Master. Server Extraordinaire.
0: Wow. <laughs> That's so cool that you were the um. What did you call yourself? The gua- not the guacamole boy, but
1: no, it, on the shirt literally said guacamole master. It did it really? Yes, I, we had like green, like almost jackets because they were thick, but they were short sleeve button downs.
0: Short sleeve button down,
1: like a gross green. Oh, like, <laughs> like
0: the guy who worked at IBM in seventy one. Yes, with the with the with the button down short sleeve shirt and the tie that came uh, was with the, about. Three inches right. higher than his belly button.
1: Right, exactly. Okay, like one of those. Yeah. But I, what I really, I wish I could go back. Can we time. just describe a CPA in 1976 <laughs> with his uh,
0: with his calculator watch or whatever? Hell yeah, and a bat. Oh, I almost said a bat. Um, and, woo. That um, and an awesome
1: pocket protector. Oh yes. Yeah. Yes. No. Also, uh, I really wish I could go back in time and owned it. He, oh, no doubt. I mean, he would even meet his wife on
0: Friday, and it'd still be there. Yeah. yeah. They'd go to the local Italian eatery. 1976. Dude's not taking that pocket protector Come out. Come on. Really? You got to know that he was going through financials all day on Friday. Who doesn't need 20 pins? I, I, exactly. All right. Chris Jans, The Dentist, 930 on the show. All right, Jason's bothering me about this. Taylor, go over some of the prop bets. Um, You know, I'm breathless with anticipation. Does that make sense? May not. Out of bounds, it's it's hour number 15. Sometimes you don't know what you're going to (laughs) get from my brain doing live radio on the 15th hour of the show. I am your host, Bo Bounds. We do appreciate you listening to the show. Hanging out with us. I love when you engage with us. Um, thank you for going to Spotify or Apple Podcast, searching out of bounds with Bow Bounds and going back and listening to the show. We did some old miss hits, some Hell State segments. Um, again, I thought Jeff Duncan was phenomenal this week on the behind the scenes with the Saints and what's going on there and how they're running it back with Dennis Allen. And sure smells like eight and nine to me. Sorry. Although the tickets will be easier to get. Um, I don't know. Maybe nine and eight. That is still a week. But I think it's going to get a little bit better, don't you? Mm, Got to. Doesn't it have to? Yeah. Okay. Falcons, Panthers, surely they get better? I mean, I say that. I don't want to just. I think so. New head coaches. I mean yeah, I know two new head coaches.
1: The Panthers, Bryce you can't Young. get any worse. Fair enough. I mean I I've always wondered what it was like for say Browns players, Bills players, Lions players when just year after year Jaguars. you're, you're losing Jaguars. I mean, even Laramie Tunzel with the Texans. You know, he yeah. got he went from the Dolphins, who are now good, to the Texans who weren't good until this year. I mean, he had to be thinking, Yeah, I'm getting my millions, but that ring is long gone. Yeah. And then now, and now they're good. Yeah. Now they're good. D'Amico Ryans, man, he can coach. He can coach.
0: Uh, credit to him for he was Kyle Shanahan's defensive coordinator for the 49ers. And he's he did a fantastic job there and uh, with the Houston Texans. That's a great point. He's an SEC guy, played at Alabama. Out of bounds, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. Dan Quinn, the new head football coach for the Washington Commanders. So you've got from Dallas going into this year with Prescott and, of course, no general manager again. So it's all on Dak. Uh, y'all heard the, if you listen to the show, we dropped some of the audio this week of Stephen Jones uh, getting a call from the Detroit Lions on a possible trade. Didn't even know who the player was. <laughs> Really? It's it's just, it's just Didn't even tell anybody either. Didn't look over to Will McClay, who does know everybody. And is basically like an AGM, assistant GM under Jerry and Steven as they, you know, trip all over themselves and throw up all over themselves the last 28 years of no NFC championship game. But didn't even go, oh, just look over at Will McClay, who they pay seven figures and go, hey, Will, do you know who this guy is? Well, you think we'd be interested in a trade? No, he just put the phone down. And then Detroit called back later and said, are you interested? And he went, no. He didn't He didn't say anything to anybody. <laughs> yeah. Didn't even look the kid up. No. Incredible. The guys are laughing on the podcast about it. One of the guys was working for the Dallas Cowboys at the time. This was just a couple of years ago. Anyway, um, I don't know how they're not the Jets. Well, I do. Romo and Dak. All right. So we're live in the Bank Plus studio. Jason, real quick before we get into this Taylor Swift prop bets and we got chris jans at 9 30 which i'm excited about um mud bugs is open this weekend Ooh. both locations 042 and 047. so the one that i say is closer to the reservoir Old old Brandon, and then the one downtown brandon
1: yum beer crawfish beer,
0: key city beer stella crawfish shrimp amazing crab legs their wings very underrated quesadilla, the list goes on and on. Uh, it's just mud bugs, mud bugs, mud bugs. They're open. 042, 04, 047. So, there you go.
1: Let's go. What a w- Man, I'm so excited. Do you like crawfish? Excited. I told you. Top three favorite foods of all time. It goes cheese grits, fried okra, crawfish.
0: I love all three of those. I love cheese grits with uh, Mississippi State jalapeno cheese. Ooh. I love... Uh, I love fried okra. Crispy. Good. Oh, yeah. It's got to be, be crispy. can't be soggy. No, no. You
1: can't give me soft fried
0: okra. We started this 15 years ago. You can't have soggy bacon.
1: Mm. You
0: can't have soggy turkey at Thanksgiving. And you can't have soggy fried okra.
1: You can dip fried okra in a Tito's Vodka Bloody Mary. you can't, you're
0: damn right. Because we, we did that. That's for sure. And you can also dip it into like, uh, well, it doesn't need anything if it's done well. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I can just pick it up like crazy.
1: Oh, no doubt. But.
0: Jonesy Q Wow Sauce. That's the one with the kick Ooh. in it. It'll, seriously, you'll run around the neighborhood naked. Really? Yeah, Is which that... I think y'all are going to do tonight. Yeah. Tell everybody, you're having a bunch of people over. If if, if somebody <laughs> doesn't get naked tonight, it wasn't a party. <laughs> so how many people, you and y'all are doing this, we're in our 20s, we start inviting people over, I love it. All right, so how many people are... Is this like a, an epic raging kegger? How many people are... Co- roughly, how many people are coming tonight? If roughly around 25. Okay. If somebody doesn't lose their clothes, don't even come in on
1: Monday. <laughs> well, we are... I mean, we're doing karaoke, and it could get pretty wild. Somebody's if- got to do karaoke naked. Should I do Careless Whisper? Yes. Naked? <laughs> yes. Careless, that would
0: be epic.
1: Careless Whisper in the tidy whities No.
0: No, I mean... This has to have, you got 25 people. How many, how many of them roughly are
1: single? Um, 30%, 40%, 50%? Ooh, maybe I, I'd go like 20, 15 to 20% probably. It's a low, it's a lower rate. It's a lot of my friends. So five, like, around five. Yeah, around give five. Give or take. Yeah. Okay. I'd say a, a five is a, a good number because it's a lot of couples. So everybody
0: else thinks they're going to have some kind of love affair the next 50 years. I guess, Yeah. I guess okay. so. <laughs> all right hey right. I'm telling you, if, if, if there, if there's no naked karaoke, you probably just need to text me your resignation on Sunday.
1: Come on. But I'm making pork tenderloin. I'm slow cooking it like you told me to. Okay. You know? I'm marinating it overnight. That's good. It's going to be phenomenal. Good. So you're saying if there's no naked karaoke, then it's still a failure? It even sounds with like food? a boring party if it's not. Come on. Mr. Guatmaster. Master?
0: strip poker? All right, let's run through it. We got a minute and a half. Give me give me your Taylor Swift prop bets in Las Vegas, baby. Uh, her and Travis Kelsey, give me the prop bets for the Super Bowl.
1: Okay, so let's start off light. These are the simple ones. It's like the primary color of Taylor Swift's clothes coming off the plane. So... <laughs> you just said clothes. Is she losing her clothes yeah, coming yeah, off the plane? I guess. Okay. Does, if she's coming to the party... She should. She's got time. She's not in Tokyo just yet. That's know. right. Um... So it's black is two to one, and it goes all the way to the color green, which is 18 to one. So you can ball out. What? Yeah. Color green, 18 to one. Okay. So then that's just a simple one. Let's move into something that's just a little crazier. Like, will American Airlines flight 1989 or 87 be delayed? Like on the day, because that's when, you know, what's coming from Tokyo to. Got it. And then so then there's also Taylor Swift's playing arrival time in Las Vegas, 8 p.m. Pacific Standard Time over under. So you can choose uh it gets there before then or after? I'd that. go after. You go after? How about um <laughs> will the NFL shop.com offer a Swift Chiefs jersey before week one of the twenty twenty four season? Yes, it's plus seven hundred. Wow. So, what do you think about that? The odds that oh, I think that's a huge bet on that. Bet the house on that. The amount of money that they're making off little girls just watching football? I know. And then you can tell your parents to buy you one? Oh. Like buy a, a Swift Kansas City jersey? Yeah. Come on. Are you a Swift? You're not a Swiftie. No. No, well, I I like country Taylor Swift. You give me like 2010, 2011 Taylor Swift, Teardrops on My Guitar, come on.
0: Teardrops on My Guitar. Yes. That's a pretty good lyric. You know that song. Are you damn right I do? Y- yeah. I, I think I do.
1: Yeah, you your kids would not let you not know that song. Okay.
0: Uh, Mudbugs is open. I don't know how long this weekend because it depends on how much they sell today and tomorrow, so I can't guarantee you Sunday, but Mudbugs 042 and 047 is open. Great crawfish. shrimp's amazing. The dentist is up next. Chris Jans will join us on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. They play at Bama tomorrow. Chris Jans coming up next. Good morning. Welcome in. On a Friday, we are the Out of Bounds Show, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. show is brought to you by Patron Tequila, 100% Blue Agave, super premium. Enjoy a uh, Patron Reposado Paloma this weekend as you take in some college hoops. Our guests join us on the Farm Bureau Insurance guest line. We welcome in the head basketball coach at Mississippi State. They play the Alabama Crimson Tide in Tuscaloosa, 90 miles from Starkville tomorrow night at 7.30 on the SEC Network. Uh, Chris Jans, good morning. How are you? Good morning, Bo. I'm fine. How are you? I'm doing well. I got to ask you a question that doesn't pertain to Mississippi State hoops real quick because our listeners are going crazy over this, and Jason kind of stumped me earlier this morning. And I know you got a million things on your mind, but and I appreciate your time. But you and I talked about this a few months ago. I was at the Final Four in eighty seven with Bayheim, Bobby Knight, Rick Patino, and um Tart the Shark. Tart the Shark's my favorite coach of all time, but they're all great and Hall of Famers. If Chris and our listeners are texting in like crazy, if Chris Jans had to say who is the number one guy out of that group, who would you pick?
2: Well, you got to have some context. Like, what are we talking about? Like, number one guy, like best coach. Best coach. Um, guy I want to hang out with the most. Um, <laughs> oh, the both. I respect the most. Um, I mean, there's a lot of different ways we could go. Um, I mean, best coach, you see, Patino, Boeheim, Tark, and who was the fourth? Bobby Knight. I mean...
0: That's a
2: tough one. I know um, that is a really, really tough question.
0: Um, Here's what I, I thought know. about. Yes, Chris. Might. I thought, okay, Go ahead. all right. So Bobby Knight, the motion offense, and then the whole help side defense and all that. I thought about Beheim and the two-three zone and how trail. What a trailblazer! I thought Patino and the full court press, but also understanding three-point scoring efficiency long before people were talking about it. And then I thought Tark people didn't give his teams enough respect for the way they defended their tails off because we loved how they were high flying and their transition basketball, so all of them brought something like cutting edge and trailblazer to the table. Do you agree?
2: I agree um I agree wholeheartedly i uh, I would have to say after pondering here for thirty seconds that if you had to you know make me give you an answer um, probably because he's still in the game and he's done it for so long at such a high level and he's won everywhere he's been is I would have to say uh, Rick Pitino just because you know we're still he's still coaching and he's been able to transcend the different changes that have come across college basketball and he's been in the NBA in the back and you know he's just won at a high level at so many different places and he's a basketball coach like everyone knows like that's what he loves the most and that's what he you know he looks himself in the mirror every day and I'm sure that's what he thinks about and um, certainly you know Bobby with his recent passing is is on your mind but you know he did it at at basically one school and um, you know was as old school as they come and you know who knows you know what that would look like in this era of college basketball. So for me, uh, Rick Pitino just being able to coach in different eras and be able to adapt and change the way he
0: has. That's who I went with. I went with Pitino. Um, the guy that I'd want to hang out with would be Tart the shark, but, um, and I, I had conversations with him on the phone off the air but never got to hang out. Should have just gotten on a plane and went out to Vegas. But anyway, all right, we move on. Chris Jans, head basketball coach Mississippi State, getting ready for the Crimson Tide, uh, third game on the road out of four. And coach was was Tolu Smith under the weather Tuesday night.
2: Oh gosh, um, yeah, he definitely was under the weather heading into the game. Um, you know we've. Had a lot of that, to be honest with you, recently uh, from staff to players in the last couple of weeks. Uh, we've all kind of taken the baton, if you will, and unfortunately ran with it uh, for two, three days at a time. Uh, and, and it was Tolu's turn, I guess. And um, Yeah, I, I don't know how close to 100% he was or wasn't. Um, you know, he didn't say anything to me about, you know, hey, coach, I, you know, I need to be watching my minutes or anything like that. But uh, he definitely... Wasn't himself uh, in terms of practice leading up to that game. That's that's definitely the truth.
0: Okay. Well, he played twenty-four minutes and change um, between the injury, and let's say he's over that bug um, seventy-two hours later. Where we are, where you are going into Tuscaloosa, um, where considering he wasn't full speed for four months and so on, but he's you know been playing for for a month. Where would you like? to see his minutes north north of 30 30 to 35 how would you like to see that
2: yeah i don't that's not how my brain works man i i I get that question all the time about different kids and um the game unfolds in so many different ways with fouls with matchups with who's playing well um i just don't go into games going okay we're going to get you know, Shaq 24 minutes tonight, or we're going to get total 32 minutes tonight. I just don't look at it that way. A lot of it really depends on so many factors. In an ideal world, you know, you've got your best players on the floor um, as much as they can be with, at the same time, giving maximum output. Some guys can play, you know, long minutes at a time, where others – can only play, you know, four or five, six minutes, and their productivity drops off to where the guy that would be replacing him would give us more bang for our buck, if you will. So, um, again, I'm not trying to be vague, I'm just giving you a long winded answer that that's how I look at it. Everybody else may look at it differently, but. Um, you know, certainly, like I said, you know, you want your, your best players on the floor um, whenever possible. But there are a lot of factors that go into
1: it. All right. Chris
0: Jans on the Farm Bureau Insurance guest line. Dogs, Crimson Tide tomorrow night, 730. Um, uh, Josh Hubbard and and touches, for example, in the second half, again. not touches. He handles the ball all the time. Shots. So you see more than we do. What? He's, he dropped 16 in the first half, five in the in the second. Um, would you like for him to look for his shot more? Was it something that they were doing different? H- how would you frame that up, coach?
2: Um, I w- I would have no problem with Josh shooting the ball. Uh, if he can get a look, and it's a good shot for him every time down the floor. I mean, he is a dynamic scorer. He, he can that's the nature of the game. Um, you know, obviously the defense uh, doesn't see it that way. I just you know, a say in how the game is going to be played. Um, you will know, have it played the way we want it played, but the other team and the other coaches and the other players are doing things that try to inhibit. Um, yeah, us from doing what we want to do at times. So uh, I think they did a much better job in the second half of paying even closer attention to him. They weren't coming off him. They were putting bigger guys on him um, than they were in the first half in terms of length and strength and um, you know trying to limit his windows, um, if you will. And um, sometimes, you know, that happens sometimes, um, it doesn't. And, uh, I thought on Tuesday that, um, they did a really, really much better job on him in the second half. Uh,
0: as far as like, when, when y'all were going up and down the floor, and st- both teams were scoring at will, is that, is that what you want? I mean, I know you want your team to score, but are, are you more looking at it? Hey, we want to get in a fist fight and win 72 to 68. And when it gets up into the high 70s or 80s, that's not really that game? Or are you like, both it's nothing like that? How do you see that?
2: Well, first of all, they have a shot clock. Um, you know, it's been around for a while. So um, in terms of trying to play the game in the 50s, uh, it's pretty hard to do anymore. At the same time, um, since I've been here, we've had a lot of success winning games when people like to tab it whatever they tab it, um, ugly, um, non-aesthetically pleasing, uh, fistfights, whatever. Um, Going into this year, um, our possessions per game has gone up. Uh, especially in the non-league portion of our schedule. Uh, we felt like we wanted to play faster. We wanted to get up and down the floor a little bit more. We had more talent. Now that we've got into league play and we're playing some teams that maybe, um, you know, rival us in overall uh, ability to score the ball, we've definitely tried to pick and choose um, our teams in the game to try to muck it up, if you will, and control tempo. Um, but at the same time, it's a fine line because a lot of these teams that are so good on the offensive glass and send so many, if you don't punish them by pushing the ball and taking advantage of, you know, five on four, four on two, you know, advantage situations offensively and you rely on just scoring in the half court every single time, it's really hard to do. So it's just, it's it's hard, you know, sometimes when when, when you push the ball and, and it doesn't work out, then the other team pushes it back at you, and all of a sudden the game got up and down a little bit more than maybe we wanted to. But um, it's just a fine line and something that we talk about going into each and every game, and certainly we talk about it during the game. So um, my, my answer to that is always, hey, you know, I believe that we can win any way you want to win this particular year. Um, we, you know, we've, We've shown the ability to put numbers on the scoreboard a little bit at a higher level than we have last year. But at the end of the day, against most of the teams in our league, um, you know, we certainly like the game, like you said, in the score range that you described. But the other team is obviously trying their best to get it to where it ain't you right. know, in, in that category. They want the game higher, and they're doing things. Uh, and they're really, really good at it. we got some of the higher octane offenses in all of college basketball right now that um, are, are sometimes pretty hard to um, control, you know, if, if you will.
0: Okay. Chris Jans, Hale State Hoops coach. He joins us on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. His team plays tomorrow night in Tuscaloosa, 730 on the SEC Network. Um, all right, I know you're busy. I got one more. I'm going to try to frame this up right. Uh, all right, Tolu Smith getting the ball in the post. And it is is it taking too long to get something done? And what I mean by that is there too much pivoting, maybe at times too much dribbling, and something needs to either happen quicker, and that is go the goal and get a shot off and or kick it back out to Hub or Shaq or whoever you have in.
2: Are these, like, call-in questions, or are these your questions? (laughs) No. Is
0: that a bad question?
2: (laughs) I mean, you... You're asking me questions like um, uh, we can control every aspect of the game, that the other team, the other players, the road um, don't come into play. Like, hey, Togo, when you get the ball, you know what, when those six, eleven, two 250-pound guys are coming at you or not coming at you, you know, you need to make the perfect decision with the perfect timing every single time. You know how hard that is to play around the basket in the SEC? You know how physical the game is in the SEC? It's the most physical league in the country. Ask anybody that watches college basketball across the board. It is really, really hard. And we work on what we call PEO, post-entry offense, where we throw it in there to the mid-post or the deep post. And I'm not going to go into all the different rules that we have just within our PEO offense, press, post-entry offense.
1: And there's a lot going on
2: because – People do such a good job of masking how they're guarding it. Sometimes they come on the top side. Sometimes they come on the bottom side. Sometimes they come off the passer. Um, and sometimes, you know, they don't. And so there's a lot going on in a very, very short time span. And it sometimes is, is difficult. Sometimes we, it looks great. Sometimes we get a deep paint touch and we score it early sometimes we, we we don't and we hit a cutter sometimes we hit a guy at the three-point line um but it's it's a difficult situation and trust me i want our guys to make the perfect pass, perfect play every single time but there's there's a lot going on uh, when that ball gets thrown in the post with with the size and the athletes and the way the game is called in this league
0: no that makes sense that's fair enough all right well um we appreciate you stopping by today. You've got uh this has been a tough stretch. Um three on the road out of four. And man Sears and Estrada, holy smokes, among others, can flat out uh can flat out play. They're coming off a, a hell of a road win at Georgia. So uh second time y'all y'all get after it in just a couple of weeks, and we'll talk. Hopefully, we'll get together and, and talk in a few weeks, Coach. We appreciate you.
2: They're all tough stretches in this league. We just got to take advantage of these opportunities, man. Appreciate your time. Hail
0: State. Thanks, Chris. Chris Jans, head basketball coach for Mississippi State, joining us on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. And they're coming off a tough loss against Ole Miss, and then now they got to go to Bama. So, they went at Florida. Um, What what do we got? At Florida. And then, what did they Auburn do? Auburn at home. Auburn at home, in which they won. At Ole Miss, and now at Bama. Did I get that right? Yes. Okay.
1: Yeah, because the loss at Florida. And then Florida's been kind of cooking <laughs> recently, too. Yeah. I mean, with that win at Ruff. At Kentucky. Mm-hmm. We had a little bit of a disruption on
0: road road games this this week. Florida won. Bama
1: won. South Carolina won. On the road. Yeah, I can't believe South Carolina won. That's probably the most surprising. I think the one that makes the most sense in the last week was State beating Auburn because it was at home and State had done it before. You know, State had beaten Tennessee already and then playing Auburn. I feel like that's the one that makes the most sense. yeah. Out of the the ones that we just mentioned, Florida at Rub, you know Tennessee losing to South Carolina. I, I
0: don't know, man. I think you're sleeping on the Gamecocks because they were so bad last year, and he went out in the portal and landed some players, and they're really high end good players. Um, they're going to the NCAA tournament.
1: Oh, I mean, they're a great team. They have. Well, I'm not saying awesome they're great, wins. but they're just so much more improved.
0: Yeah. You know, they hit yeah. a wall. They had to make a change with Frank Martin, who, you know, a good coach, but he liked to score 50 points a game. And uh, he did go to the Final Four one year. Uh, I was in a Starbucks line with him in the San Destin Hilton a couple couple
1: years ago. Nice guy. Where you just run into people. <laughs> just the Starbucks line.
0: Yeah, at the San, in the San Destin
1: <laughs> Hilton Hotel. That's he, hilarious. He was just
0: there. Hanging out. So we you know, I, I gave him some pointers, just like Coach Jans. Yeah. And uh you know, I don't know if Coach Jans liked my Tolu Smith question.
1: About getting to the basket? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's thinking of it more of obviously with the years of experience that he has. And knowing how hard it is. It is.
0: I mean, <laughs> hey, Tolu's got people, like you he said, he's got people coming underneath to double, they're coming over the top to double, or they're just shifting right on him. And, yeah, I mean, I expect him to make every layup, contested, mm-hmm. a lot of times double team and or kick it to the perfect spot on the three-point line to Hubbard or Shaq for a bucket. Are those too high expectations? I don't think so. Okay.
1: But, that's, but that was a good... That was outside of the normal like coach speak that we get from coaches when you no ask like doubt. what to do like he he was actually like well do you know how
0: hard what you're saying is yeah and like I'm like is it hard I'm I'm eating nachos and drinking beer while I'm watching the game <laughs> no of course it's hard <laughs> we appreciate Jan stopping by on the Out of Bounds Show ESPN 105 down the zone what was the
1: uh, what was the highlight of the show today mm. my delicious bites are up there. All right, tell everybody what you made again. So I made, it was boar's head prosciutto, and then got farmer's market, farmhouse cheddar. Boar's head prosciutto. Mm-hmm. And then I had to go. That stuff's so good. I had some boar's head cheese, but it was sliced cheese. And so I needed I needed more of like a, you know, like a, a Parmesan little block almost. One of those kind of things. So I did the farmhouse cheddar from the farmer's market. Got to do local and then little cherry tomato on top yeah, i thought it was delicious i was thinking maybe some balsamic or something like that but i didn't want to no. oh you know i didn't want to go over you, if you do that i mean it when i say drizzle
0: it's a smidgen of a drizzle mm-hmm. not even a drizzle
1: yeah because <laughs>
0: those were good those were yeah those are good you know if so you easy. do a little olive oil that's fine but it it's great by itself now you and i dipped them into tito's vodka bloody mary which made him amazing. I agree. That was one of the highlights of the show. Yeah. I thought you were gonna say my new glasses.
1: The glasses are a close second. My nickname is a close third. How about that?
0: Okay. Yeah. We're still trying to figure that out. What I'm gonna do is I'm going to I'm gonna cut this down to five Jason, Okay. over the weekend.
1: I need to match it all weekend. Wow. Time is of the essence when it comes to this <laughs> right here. So get it done. Yep. <laughs> I'm, I'm going out on the golf
0: course with my son today, um, but I'm batching it all weekend when he's at the beach. Nice. Well, uh, I'm not going to do naked karaoke at your party, boo. but you've got 25 people coming over and we're hoping the get down with the get down gets going about. What times everybody coming over?
1: Around 7. Okay, 10 so, o'clock? Yeah. Oh, get some. I mean, Miranda got a handle of Tito's yesterday. Oh, so we're making, she's making like a, a chocolate strawberry, or I'm making a chocolate strawberry martini for her.
0: You're making a chocolate strawberry martini. Mm-hmm.
1: I, and I'm still trying to figure it out, but I think I'm going to go muddled strawberries, Tito's, chocolate Baileys, vanilla, a little bit of vanilla vodka, just mm-hmm. a little bit, because I feel like that kind of goes well. Uh, got the chocolate Baileys over... Uh, Like, over the holidays, because I'd never seen it before. So, I think I'm going to try something like that.
0: That sounds... I'm not a big strawberry guy,
1: but that sounds pretty damn good. It does. I'm just trying to figure out the right recipe, though. You know... Are you as good as Nick Fulton? No, he's he's better. At
0: making Tito's vodka martinis? Uh, Those two Christmas martinis he made were phenomenal.
1: Now, I can make a good slightly dirty martini. Okay. Like, whenever we were in Scottsdale. I made a bunch of those
0: as a bartender.
1: Yeah. Yeah, like, whenever we were in Scottsdale, um, his son, Nicholas, he may, he asked him to make him a martini, and he comes out, and it looks like a margarita. <laughs> it, was like, it was like yellow. And so I immediately saw his face. He goes, oh, that's going to taste like the ocean. Yeah. <laughs> and then he. That's way too much salt. But then I made a good one. You know, just a little tint to it. That's all you need. Just a little ice cold. When you say a little, if you're gonna do a
0: dirty Tito's Martini, it's just gotta be, it's gotta be less than a drop. Mm.
1: But shake it hard.
0: Yeah, gotta shake it hard. Chilled. Yeah. I mean, super arctic like chilled. It's okay if it's got little flakes of ice in it. That
1: uh, what do you mean? Okay, that's number one.
0: Yeah, you gotta have three olives, not two.
1: Yeah, and if you've ever worked in a restaurant where the bartenders want to why do you mess have three olives, you, Dale Murphy? Yes, you're learning. I'm getting better at this. You're learning. I am getting better. Yeah, but yeah, at uh, whenever I was a bartender or server and bartender at local, the bartenders would fill up my martinis, just mine, all the way to the brim. So my customers were super happy because they got a heavy pour. Right. I had to carry it over there. That's not easy. <laughs> like no. And then you got people walking through. You got people leaning back oh, in their chair. Yeah. They're going Be to the bathroom. Yeah. And I'm sitting there. And then, of course, when you walk past a table of old ladies, one, you look like me, two, you're carrying a martini and you're being careful. You're going to get some cat calls, some hooting, hollering. Like, wow, look at you. Yeah. You know, some of those. Oh, when you're carrying the martini? Yeah, exactly.
0: I can't believe you were the guac master at Babalu.
1: I should have kept with, up. With, with, you know all these cougars and stuff hitting on you i'm telling you if i had a book of all the numbers that i got left i should have done that i should have left like brought the receipts put it at like in a little you know little booklet go through you got some numbers left i don't think i have them anymore they had a stack behind the bar at no, local no but, but women did leave you numbers. oh no doubt yeah one right. lady left one with her kid with her daughter
0: all right hit the uh <laughs> hit the keg house this weekend on Highway 51 in Ridgeland. 41 craft beers, muffalettas, gumbo, the games, and golden tea. Does that sound good, Jason? Ooh, yes. Come on. Golden tea. The keg house right by Casadoras, Highway 51 in Ridgeland. Golden tea, muffalettas, and beer. See ya.